Hello, hello, and welcome to Non-Technical, where I, your host, Alexis Gay, interview influential folks from tech, media, business, and beyond about everything except their resumes. Today on the show, a truly long-awaited show, we have Isa Watson, the founder and CEO of Squad. Though she's done a lot of other super impressive, really interesting things prior to that, which admittedly, I'm not going to ask her that much about. Isa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Alexis. Oh my God, this is such a treat. Are you ready to dive in? I... Yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's do it. I love a weighted pause. No, let's do it. Okay. This episode of Non-Technical is brought to you by the 2022 Community-Led Summit, the 100% free three-day virtual event for builders and leaders in community-led companies. Okay, when I first heard the term community-led, I felt like I intrinsically knew what it meant, but I don't think I could have defined it for you. But now, here you go. Community-led means putting community at the heart of your business and leaning on that community to map the way forward. So that's the what, but if you wanna know the how, join the 2022 Community-Led Summit. You'll get to hear directly from successful community leaders in sessions like creating community OKRs and creating a community-led strategy. You can register for free for the 2022 Community-Led Summit happening May 24th through May 26th at communityled.com summit. Isa Watson is the founder and CEO of Squad, the intimate voice-only social experience for you and your people. A 30 under 30 honoree, Isa is best known as the pro-therapy, piano-playing, crepe-obsessed, French wine-loving child of immigrants who is building an all-new playbook for how millions of people connect deeply around the world. Prior to founding Squad, Isa was a VP of digital strategy at J.P. Morgan Chase, metabolic disease scientist at Pfizer, and a data scientist. Isa is a graduate of MIT, Cornell, and Hampton University. Isa Watson, welcome to Non-Technical. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It could be a little warmer in New York, but you know. It truly could. (laughs) You know, (laughs) there's only like six days a year, though, where that isn't true for me. And those six days are firmly in the middle of August. Uh, like it's like it's May and it's so cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I'm always freezing. I really spent my entire life trying to not become an always cold girl. And yet here we are. Exactly. It's sad. <laughs> okay. So Isa, all right. I'm so, so excited to have you on the pod. We first connected on the good old fashioned internet, I think almost two years ago, a little bit less. Is that possible? Wow. At, at the beginning of COVID, right? I think it was. And I want to yeah. say it was through Clubhouse, question mark. It may have been through Clubhouse, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two years later. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Who would have known? Wow. Well, what a long journey it's been, but I'm super stoked to have you on. And I've obviously been, you know, keeping up with all your happenings on the internet. And so super stoked to, well, sadly not talk about any of the cool professional stuff, but very excited <laughs> to learn more about you. And so my first question is, what is the most memorable gift you've ever received or given? The most memorable gift I have received probably was a sex toy. <gasps> From whom? From one of my close friends. Wait, how did they give it to you? Was it public? Was it private? It was private. She was like, yeah, I just feel like you need like to get your energy straight. Oh my God. To like explore and tap into your sexuality more. Oh my and, God. Like, here's this great toy. I found it online. Like she was like, I have one myself and I use it all the time. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> 
it was my first ever <laughs> sex toy. So I was like, okay. So many thoughts. First of all, wow. Okay. Is this someone that knew you very well or were you yeah. sort of like, okay. We talk every day. We talk every day. She's one of my closest friends. Yeah, that makes sense. I definitely feel like there is a level of closeness you have to have to even consider giving someone a sex toy as a gift. A hundred percent. And my friends, like the relationship that we have, we push each other. Yeah. <laughs> In ways that like you talk about, like it's not professional. It's like, no, mm-hmm. we push each other to do this or do that or, you know, whatever. And so that was the way she was pushing me. I love that. It sounds like she knew you well enough to say, you should try this. You, you. Yeah. She was like, you should try this. Like get, get your life together and <laughs> like make it happen. Stop playing with me. <laughs> That's a great step one to getting your life together. Step one, get a sex toy. <laughs> you heard it here first. Is there a song that whenever you hear it takes you back? in time yeah like I am a shit talker I am okay. also without saying too much professionally I just feel like I've been in environments where people are always trying me and there's this song I think it's by D4L and it's like but you can't do it like me nope but you can't do it like me nope and I'm like all you guys want to come for me but you can't do it like me so shut the fuck up and sit down <laughs> like that's a really motivating message. I totally get that. You said that you're kind of a shit talker. What does that mean to you? I think actually because when I was a kid, I got picked on quite a bit. Mm. And so my clapback game is like pretty solid. Like, wow, you don't want to come for me because that's just like problems that you don't want. Oh yeah, I already know. I have no plans to come for you. I said, there's no world. No, I'm not talking <laughs> about you specifically, but I'm just saying people in general, the gener- right? Yeah, for sure. The general you, and I'm sure that applies to most people, but I'm letting you know specifically for me, I can already tell you my (laughs) clapback game not as strong (laughs) I just think that quite frankly I've learned to just find humor in just situations Mm -hmm. and so between that and just getting picked on as a kid and and developing that clapback muscle I think my love language is shit talking like when I talk really that actually means that I means you're yeah like you're close Okay, so getting picked on as a kid, definitely something that I relate to, but I never had a good comeback. I just started crying, <laughs> which is the opposite of what one should probably do in that situation because it turns out it just makes kids want to make fun of you more. Yeah, I was never much of a crier. Okay. I'm either an a, I will completely ignore you and walk mm-hmm. away and dismiss you, or I'll give you that kind of one-liner. <laughs> I'm so envious. That really sounds great. I would just sort of like... <laughs> slowly like tear up and then these like Disney tears would fall down my face. (laughs) It didn't go well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is the tiniest hill that you're willing to die on? So something really inconsequential that you would totally go to bat for. You know what? I'm so sick of this fucking discussion on Twitter every year. Mm. I think candy corn is one of the best candies out there. People are like, they're always just Mm -hmm. trashing candy corn. Candy corn is where it's at. Like, I don't understand why people hate on it so much. So I am team candy corn and I'm willing to go to bat for her. Hell yeah. Okay. First of all, (laughs) I am also team candy corn. I love this hill. And you're so right. Candy corn gets so much unnecessary hate. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. I honestly think people are bored. Yeah. To read more books or, you know, play with more of their sex toys or whatever. That's right. That's what they need. And just like leave candy corn alone. I completely agree. I mean, I think that candy corn in its essence, it is just, it is just, it is just sugar, right? It's like very pretty sugar. (laughs) Just confirm. Okay, good, good, good. But there's something about it. It's so satisfying to eat. I think in part it's the shape. I'm not going to lie to you. I, as a kid, I used to bite off the white part first. Of course. Bite off the orange part. 100%. That's the only way to eat candy corn. (laughs) But it tastes all the same. Oh, yeah. I was like... (laughs) 
okay. <laughs> but it was like, I do eat it a specific way. And by the way, I can barely get good candy corn like year round. It only pops up really? in like Target and other places like that around October. Yeah. Ooh, the McRib of candy. Very exactly. exciting. You know what really sticks out to me about candy corn is that it took me so long to realize that it's supposed to be a corn kernel. I did not know that. I was today years old when I found today? that Today? So if you look at it from the yellow part, that's a corn kernel. Oh, okay. Oh, I okay, I see that. But yes. I didn't know that before. Okay, cool. <laughs> and now that I say that, I'm hoping that's what it what it is, but I'm almost positive. I feel very confident in that. Do you think there's a difference between okay candy corn and good candy corn? Yes, I do. I think it has to deal with texture. Okay. And the candy corn from branches, for example. Yes, of course. You bite into it, it has a really great consistency. Yes. But the candy corn you begin from the gas station. 100%. In like March. The Modega. That's like two, four yeah. dollars. Yeah. Mm. Like that candy corn, it's hard. Right. Well, it's <laughs> probably been there since October. If I'm not mistaken, I could be misspeaking, but I think the one that has a texture that I like better yeah. is made with like a splash of honey. <gasps> Oh my God. Yeah. Artisanal. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, she's <Exactly>. fancy. <laughs> I'm very fancy. Wow. This is making me want candy corn right now, but it's May. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they shouldn't dictate that I should only get candy corn in October. That's crazy. I'm surprised that there isn't other holiday themed candy corn because peeps, for example, which are famously an Easter candy, have been repurposed throughout the year. You get little peeps ghosts, mm. little peeps snowmen, mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff all year round. Where is our Valentine's Day candy corn, you know? <laughs> probably that is tied to like a corn, which is tied to the scarecrow, which is tied to like Halloween. You know, You're like right. there's okay. probably like You're some right. type of like connectivity there. You would think, though, that there would be another holiday small shape that would take this over. This feels That's like something. Fair. Why can't I have candy corn and hearts or yeah. like heart tasting candy corn? But it wouldn't be candy corn. So That's true. Because <sighs> it's the corn, right? And it's it on is. the yellow side, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Sometimes I'm too smart for my own good. I said, you know, it happens. <laughs> we try. We try. I try. I love this hill so much. This is one of my all-time favorite hills. It's you and me against the world. Haters to the left on this candy corn topic. Right. Like it 100%. is a fantastic candy. Okay. Amazing. If you could choose one social nicety to do away with completely. So that might be saying, bless you, holding doors, whatever. What would it be? It would be probably this whole, this very robotic. How are you? I'm great. Like, <laughs> I hate that. Because actually, on half the days, I'm not great. But it, yes. like, when I've actually been honest, and I'm like, actually, today, I'm not that great. And I'm not feeling Then people are like, they completely they make oh, people I awkward. Know. They disengage. Don't fucking ask me how I'm doing <laughs> if you're going to sit there and not like accept or be receptive of my genuine, like authentic response. 100%. So I think it's a nicety that we're trained to say, oh, I'm great. How are you? Or I'm good. How are you? And anything outside of that is weird. It's weird. I totally agree with you. First of all, what I usually say now when people say, how are you? I say, I'm alive because that is accurate and no one has any follow-up questions. And that's yeah. why I say it because when they say, how are you? And I say, I'm bad. <laughs> They're like, what? And I'm like, right, exactly. you asked. <laughs> right. We're trained to tell our lives in a specific light. Oh, the narrative. Yes. Yeah. There's a of complete narrative that we subscribe to. And I just, 
I hate it. I don't even ask people, how are they? Like, I just, yeah, I don't. I've tried to stop and then I'm trying to find other alternatives. So sometimes I'll say like, what's going on? Because then you can kind of pull anything out. You can be like, oh, it's a nice day today. Because technically that is what's going on. And then we can all proceed. Well, sometimes they're like tangential ways to ask a question that mm. aren't tied to that nicety of how are okay. you? I'm great. So I'm yeah. like, yo, how you feeling? How you vibing today? Oh, nice. And people will be like, yo, you know what? I'm actually kind of tired. Or, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like it's been crazy because I've been in a rut, but like I feel like I'm finally getting myself out. People give you, like when I say, yo, how you feeling? How you vibing? Yes. You know, people tend to give you a more honest answer that's not tied to that, like I said, robotic exchange that we 100%. are trained to engage in as Americans. I think in the question, as you put it, I think that it is more, you can tell that you actually want to know. Right. When you say it like that, like if you said that to me, I would be like, oh, she actually genuinely wants to know. I will tell her the truth. As opposed to like you said, people who, hey, how are you? (laughs) But you don't want to (laughs) know. You don't want to know. Please don't ask. You're not going to like the answer. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Okay. I fully support us doing away with that or at least replacing it. Or like we said, make it socially acceptable to tell the truth if you're going to ask a question. 100%. (laughs) On Twitter a couple months ago, you also mentioned your frustration with phrases like per my last email and thank you for your patience (laughs) as discussed. (laughs) Like people be throwing shade. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm like, you know, actually I put it in my last email. Instead of like, per my last email, or, uh, you know, I'm reattaching the document yeah. that I clearly attached before, but you have yeah. to read it. Right. So I'm reattaching it, right? Like people totally. are just so undercover shady. And I'm like, I don't think I'm undercover shady. I just kind of shade people to their faces. Yeah. And that's, I think, how it should be. I wish that was more of the norm. <laughs> I do too. I'll admit this to you. I have been tempted by the, as I previously said in my email, I've been tempted. I really have. I'm not perfect. I'm human. But I'm always like, what is the point? Women are the ones who are doing it more because we have to be likable and of we course. can't be aggressive. And I can't say, Joe, I attached this before, but I'm attached it again. Or Joe, I said this in the email. <laughs> if you would just read the third paragraph. Right. But I, I think for me, I've gotten to the phase of my life where I just don't subscribe to what everybody wants me to be professionally. Like, I'm just going to show up as me. I'm going to roll up as me. And mm-hmm. that's it. Like, you can take it or leave it. I think that that's something that definitely has come with age and experience for me. I spent a lot of my earlier years trying to be the thing that I thought that I had to be. And now I'm like, oh, that was a lie. Cool. I'm going to be this thing now. (laughs) Yep, exactly. 100%. Nice. Okay. But I wouldn't hate it if we did away with all of those phrases as well. And then my addition to that list is hope all is well. (sighs) Oh, my God. Hi, Alexis. I haven't seen you in a long time. We'll see. Hope all is well. Hope all is well. Also, I need you to do this thing. I need you to make this connection. Da, 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 da. Oh man, of course you hope all is well. Uh, To me also, it's like, what is the alternative? What are you sitting over there like, I hope everything in Alexa's life is garbage. Like, of course not. Everybody (laughs) hopes all is well. It's unlikely it is at this moment in time, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, so that would be the one that I would do away with, I think. Also, because again, I find myself tempted to use it when I write my emails. Honestly, I don't even want to go look if I put it in my email to you because it's very possible I did. Open in your search bar. I hope all is well and see how many times in your sent box. Yes. How many times you set that recently? I don't want to look. It's probably bad. It's probably at least 10. Mm -hmm. Do you have any what you would consider truly useless talents? 
like things you're really good at that there's no actual use for? I would say driving a stick shift, but I do love driving sports oh, cars. Yeah. So I grew up on a stick and I'm, I'm actually a pretty good driver. Like you can, you can call me like, you know, Dell Earnhardt, whatever. <laughs> but I have this thing where I can like, I like can look at my nose and then oh, I can yeah. one eye roll. I can make my eyes roll. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Yeah. That's so wild. I think I was bored in church one day and was like, oh, this is a thing. And then my sister turned to me and she was like, you look creepy. <laughs> Can't look at myself in the mirror and do it. Right. You just have to trust. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's really yeah. bizarre. <laughs> that must have been fun for your sister in church. Yeah. Yeah. I was always, when my mom made me go to church, I was always looking for ways to pass the time. A hundred percent. I wish I had someone <laughs> making that face at me. It probably would have helped. The one that I have now is that I can twitch my nose like a bunny and I don't know why. Oh my God. I can see it. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. What is that for? I don't know. <laughs> How'd you discover that? I think my friend could do it. And I looked at her and I went, huh. And then I just did it. Your brain tells your eyes to do that, you know, but it would be probably hard to describe to someone else how to do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Other than like, tell, have your brain tell your nose to twitch. <laughs> Truly useless. I have not yet found a use for it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I hope. The night is young. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this. Aside from Maslow's hierarchy of needs, so all the basics, is there anything that you truly couldn't go a day without? Probably music. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Probably music. Whether yeah. I'm playing the piano myself because I'm a pianist. Yeah. Or I'm hearing it, but it's just like, it's a complete vibe thing. Yes, yes. Like, I don't feel like I'm alive if I haven't heard music in a while, you know? Totally. Do you play different music at different times during the day? I'm very moody when it comes to music. Okay. Like, you know, sometimes at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'll be playing, you know, Chopin. And I'm like, you mm -hmm. know, all my productivity sprint. Yeah. But I can also be on my productivity sprint when I'm playing, like, my favorite rappers, like Kendrick Lamar and mm -hmm. J. Cole. And, you know, like, so I think it just, I'm very moody. I'm like, yo, this is my vibe right now. And I, I like, I commit to that vibe and I go all in. I cannot listen to a playlist that has a bunch of diversity of music. Like, I can't have, either. Like, country yeah. over here, classical. And like, I can't, I can't do all that. I got to stay in one zone. Do you listen to all types of music, all different genres? No, I hate country. Okay, I was when you listed I it. I hate was... country. Yeah, I know. Because like, as soon surprised. as that country music comes up, I am out. I nope. am gone. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard pass. Do you listen to music when you walk around New York? Oh, yeah, all the time. Also, people always talk to you in New York. I'm just like... I love being in New York. I love the energy, but yeah. I'm also like very introverted and I don't necessarily mm. feel the need to like spark up a conversation with every person that passes <laughs> on the street and their grandmother and their kids. Yeah. yeah. So especially men, they're just aggressive. They're like, hey, I'm talking to you. Hey, da, da, da. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not talking to you though. I, I yeah. asked for all this. Like, oh yeah. So <laughs> definitely in my AirPods. <laughs> yes. These New York streets. Did you move to New York from somewhere else recently or have you been in New York for a long time? I've been in New York on and off since I graduated from college over a decade yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest things that I think is the difference between San Francisco and New York is that people talk to you here in New York in a way that they just don't in San Francisco. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not great, like in that example you gave. And then sometimes I find it almost reassuring and nice, not because anyone here is like, hey, how's it going? But because they'll just tell you what's going on in their life. And I kind of like that every once in a while. Well, I think that actually is... Probably based on the fact that New Yorkers tend to be a bit more real and mm -hmm. upfront. 
Totally. Whereas like completely different than the San Francisco unseasoned chicken bill type people <laughs> or completely different than the LA like fake vibes. Yes, I know. Yeah. It's so true. You know, I used to tell people when I first moved from New York to San Francisco, I now live in New York again. But when I was in SF, yeah. I would explain that one of the main differences was that when you ask somebody in California how it's going, they would be like, oh yeah, it's going great. Everything's wonderful. And when you ask someone in New York, they'd be like, oh my God, I just, look, I'm having a terrible day. Here's what happened. This happened, this happened, this happened. And even though it's a little bit like, oh, okay, now we're talking about this. At least they told you the truth of what's going on. Whereas if you try to do that in San Francisco, people are like, oh no, something's wrong. A hundred percent. Totally. What is your most irrational fear? Well, this is funny because I just, had to get a new New York driver's license. Mm. And I guess I had previously marked organ donor, but I, I took it off because like my, one of my irrational fears and they, by the way, New York state does not make it easy for you to remove yourself from that list. Oh, really? You have to go write a letter to the department of health, all these things that I'm just like, really? But my irrational fear is that like, if I die in a car accident or something, yeah. I don't want to be an organ donor because I feel like they'll take my organs while I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like my, my organs are great. I was alive. I could have had a chance, but you were so gun ho on getting yeah. my kidney. Yeah. <laughs> that matches this person in Buffalo, New York, that they, has been waiting for three years. Totally. So like, I don't want my organs to be harvested for my live body that has a chance. Yeah, I think that's a very... <laughs> Fear of live body organ harvesting, definitely real. I'm hoping that that has never happened. I want to live in a world. It has happened. I'm sure it has happened. I don't want to live in that world where that's happened. (laughs) There was a movie that came out when I was in high school called Repo which Mm -hmm. was a rock opera. Do you remember this movie? Mm -mm. Okay, let me just quickly tell you that Paris Hilton was in this film. And this was, it was called a genetic rock opera. And the plot of the movie, which by the way, I got on the DVDs from Netflix, sent to my dorm room at boarding school. And the plot of this movie was that in order to pay back debt, their organs are being harvested. And this was a rock opera that told this film starring... Paris Hilton. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> you think today sounds like a dystopian nightmare. Repo was way ahead of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What a time to be alive. Thank God Netflix had that in stock for me. Have you ever been the last to realize something that everybody else seems to know? Well, I would say this is probably specific to women, but growing up, I didn't wear a lot of makeup or makeup mm. at all. I was such a tomboy. I didn't wear colors. I didn't wear fingernail polish. I didn't wear makeup. I didn't wear lipstick. Yeah. You can forget it. Yeah. But like, you know, an eyelash curler? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like some type of like nail clip. I was like, that's oh, really? got some big nails. Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what, that, what it was until like I turned 30, like probably. Wow. I was like, people curl their eyelashes for what? Like, yeah, for whom? <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, I don't feel like I need that. But <laughs> I completely understand. Our time on this planet is short. Why are we curling our eyelashes? 100%. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. I heard someone describe it. I think this was a, I want to say it was a man who had never seen someone curl their eyelashes. They described it as it looks like you're putting your eyes in jail. Oh, I can see that. It's like you're closing the jail cell. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. What chapter of your life would make the best movie plot? Probably in my like early to mid twenties when I was in my dating life then, because Mm. I was just so impatient and such a person. I was ghosting people before ghosting was a term. (laughs) I probably should get some type of royalty for creating the whole concept (laughs) because... Like, you would piss me off one time, and I would never respond. Sure. Probably the first person to discover the block feature on the phone. 
Wow. Like, block feature. You yeah, would full I on like, block numbers? Yeah. What would someone have to do to warrant a block number? Was it really any sort of just... I mean, it was just kind of like, I was just like, mm, that doesn't work for me. Like, it, like stupid shit they would say. Yeah. Or like I had a boyfriend once where he was like, he didn't want to ride in the car with me because he felt like the man should be the one driving. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. You know? <laughs> That type of behavior translates into a bunch of other stuff that I'm just, I'm not willing to like, you know, put of up course. with and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, I understand that one. That's ridiculous. Like maybe by third day, I was like, mm, I don't like your swag or yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> bye. And I didn't always like confront people because I don't, I didn't feel like I had to, mm. you know, that would be like a good little mini series. Yeah. Take like five guys in my like twenties that I dated and like <laughs> how I abruptly closed those chapters. What do you think the overarching narrative through line of the film would be? Do you think your character would realize something by the end of it? Or do you think that it was, or maybe this is more like a five episode limited series of vignettes of your dating life? Probably the overarching narrative was that I, it took me a while to really develop empathy across the board. Hmm. Okay. Like I, I felt like I was empathetic to my friends to a certain extent and to my family, but like with men, I was just like, nope, you're stupid. I was oh, like, see, okay. I see my mama been telling me y'all was stupid. And so like, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of like confirmation bias when they yeah. do stupid shit or say sure. stupid things. I'm like, I've been getting told this my entire life. So, and then you did it. And so that means that like, you're, you're, you're burnt. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Okay, how should we soundtrack this movie? Since music is the one thing. I think, you know those, sus- like, those, like, thriller movies that have that, the suspicion? Da-dun, yeah, da-dun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the suspense? Yeah. We should soundtrack it with those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, is <laughs> has Isaac grown up since last year? Yeah, I love that. So we could do that, but then tell me if you like this idea. It's okay if you don't. Almost mixed with some of the sound effects that reality television uses when they want to make sure you know something was really dramatic. Do you know what I mean? Mm, I don't know mm -hmm. how to describe that noise. I I know what you mean. I don't know how to describe it either, but I know exactly what you mean. Right. Those should be kind of like intertwined. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love this. I would watch this. That would be so fun. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Are you and your friends big meme people? Um, I wouldn't say that is the case across my friend group, Mm. but I would say I am more of a meme person and I annoy half of my friends with memes and then the other half like really embrace it. Yeah. And I like that you're consistent across the board. And that is also how I am in terms of texting my friends. I have a very particular texting style and it does not adapt to you. You must adapt to it. (laughs) You will receive six texts. If I have six things to say, you will receive no texts. If I have nothing to say. (laughs) One thing I tell my friends, I'm like, I don't switch up. That's the thing. I'm I'm very reliably me. (laughs) Yes. I, I think that's probably the same. We'd have to ask my friends to confirm. Though my friend did declare text bankruptcy on me the other day. My friend Matt fully declared text bankruptcy. He texted me and he was like, okay, I'm declaring bankruptcy. I have not read any of these. Wow. I text back to back too. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I had another thought like two Mm -hmm. hours later. And then I had another thought, what am I supposed to do? Like press send later on. Why would I wait? What am I going to do? Schedule send on this message? I'm trying to invite you to the coolest magic show I've ever heard of. Like, obviously, (laughs) this needs... I want to say what I want to say when I want to say it. And you'll know, you'll you'll read it when it's your time, you know? Also, I've never texted someone and been like, I really need a response. Take your time. Take all the time in the world. And if between the time I sent this and you respond, I have a couple more thoughts, I'll pass those along too. I don't care. That's also something that's evolved over time. I think I used to care. (laughs) 
<laughs> right, exactly. Okay, what is your most childish habit? Like your habit that most resembles that of a child, like childlike. You know how kids pout, like when they don't get their way? <laughs> yeah. I think my version of pouting is like, I, like I'm petty. Like I really, like my mom, she loves coffee and like, she will rash me for like, why don't you have a coffee maker? And mm-hmm. I don't drink coffee. I've never had coffee. And like, she went to Scotland and she was like, Hey, can I get cream in my coffee? And they literally put a scoop of ice cream in her coffee. Oh my gosh. And so when I, <laughs> if she annoys me, I'm like. I'll like put a scoop of ice cream in her coffee. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm like, it's, uh, that's my version of pouting because you like really annoy me. Yes. But it's like harmless stuff. I'm not out here killing anybody. Yeah, of like course. That. I'm petty in a playful way, but like the core feeling is that like I'm actually being pouty. Okay. That makes so much sense to me. And I think that, yeah, a harmless pout, a harmless pettiness, I think that's lovely. It's endearing. (laughs) Right, exactly. You touched on something that we do need to discuss, which is uh, March 23rd, 2022. You tweet, coffee is disgusting. Yes, I chose violence today. Isa. Okay. Much to unpack. (laughs) Coffee is gross. Here's how I feel. I respect you. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I need you to know that I care about coffee on like an emotional level. But let me clarify that I am not somebody for whom it is my entire personality. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's a big difference. You will not see me with a shirt that's like no talkie before coffee. (laughs) I bought that shirt for one of my friends. I bought a mug for one of my friends. No. Do not talk to me before I have my coffee. Yeah. (laughs) She's such a bitch before she's had coffee. That's hilarious. That's good, though. Then that's a warning. That's like, hey, people should know. I'm fine before I have coffee. I'm kind of like this all the time, to be totally honest, but I really Mm -hmm. love the taste. Okay, so tell me, it sounds like you don't like the taste of coffee. Mm -mm. This is nothing. It's going to sound really like domesticated, but I love doing it. But every morning as a child, I would make my dad a cup of coffee. Like Mm -hmm. He loves his coffee, like, all Mm. black. Shoot things with sugar. And like several times I was like, Let's see what this tastes like. Yeah, yeah. And, and my dad would roll over in his grave if he ever heard me tell a story because really? he doesn't know. But I would stick my finger in the coffee and lick it. <gasps> and I was like, this is disgusting. Oh my gosh. And I would smell it. I was like, this is disgusting. Yeah. It was literally like God on like the on day eight was like, let me add dirt and water together and call it coffee and make people addicted <laughs> to it. Because I like that's just literally what it tastes like. And, and you know, I actually think that I have a philosophy, and I, like scientists will probably prove me wrong here or maybe not, that people who like coffee oftentimes like beer. I hate mm. both of them very passionately. Okay, interesting. I think there's a correlation in our, you know, taste buds and our palate. That's interesting. I think I might be an outlier. doesn't mean it's not true. I don't mm. like beer, but I, I'm i a special snowflake, you know, so um, <laughs> <laughs> as you can tell. Something I liked about this tweet is that Snigda who has also been on non-technical, agreed with you. I guess I should say I like it. And also it's breaking my heart. But she brings up a good point. She said chai all the way, which chai is delicious. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I love stuff like that. But like when I said that, like I had my old college dean replying to me. <laughs> she, like I had like the daughter of like my math professor in college yes. replying to me. I had people coming out the woodwork being like, why would you speak this? This is what I'm talking about. Like totally. what kind of crack is in coffee to make y'all so loyal I know. to dirt and water? It's funny because I don't care at all if other people don't like coffee. It infl- <laughs> it impacts my life 0%. People, people care. People care. I don't know why. I think similar to the candy corn, they don't, they need hobbies. These people need hobbies. I saw <laughs> When it comes down to it, let us know if you need help with a hobby. Okay, I have tons of ideas. You could do pottery. That's a great hobby. 
You could mm-hmm. uh, volunteer in your local community. That's a great hobby. There's all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw, what is your most used emoji? Do you think if you had to guess? I am literally always laughing. And so it's that like, it's the, it's the laughing emoji because I just find that like my life is so stressful. I'm just yeah. under deadlines all the time through and through. And you have to make the most out of every day. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's why I'm like, I joke a lot, right? Because yeah. I'm like, I'm inserting all this, like any version of the laughing emoji, I use dozens of time a day. <laughs> Are you talking, when you say laughing, do you mean um, the joy with tears emoji? Yeah, with tears or the one that's like sideways, like with the... Oh, I like that rolling, rolling while laughing or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. I forget that these actually have formal names. I just know it from having typed them on Slack. You know how you can shortcut emojis on Slack Mm -hmm. by typing with the colon? Oh, exactly. Or even the skin tones. Like, I know I'm, like, oh, yeah. holding the skin tone five. Like, yeah, exactly. Because so. I'm, like, got to get these emojis out faster so people immediately know how I feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Better learn the shortcut. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard that that one is falling out of favor, the joy laughing emoji. Oh, you know why, though? Because people are sad and lonely. And they, <laughs> they're not finding jo- enough joy in their lives. That's Maybe why that's I get attacked for not liking coffee. <laughs> these people need hobbies. I'm just, like, <laughs> let me say it Oh, I love that. We've talked a little bit about your friends, but what are the three words that your closest friends or family would use to describe you? I would say definitely reliable because when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. You know, you know, people you have to chase. And like, I'm just like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. I would say creative. Mm. Even though I'm like kind of a scientist by training, I have this very creative energy in mind mm. and like collecting experiences for people. Yeah. And I love like gifts giving and things like that. And the other thing I would just say is just weirdo. Yeah. You know, people, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen The Dropout uh, with yeah. Elizabeth, I mean, with uh, Theranos. There was this one scene where she's like waking up in the office and she's just like, dancing like crazy. Yes. That's like me. Totally. Like my energy is so just me and Mm -hmm. I keep it consistent and I don't care who's around. You know, it could be Barack Obama right there. It could be, you know, my mom. Uh, I'm just going to like, like, I think I, I, I embrace my weirdness. That's great. Reliable, creative weirdo is a fantastic mm-hmm. headline. It's just a reliable... Maybe it should be the title of my book. Yes! Wait, that would right. be a great book title. I do like the idea of it being your LinkedIn so that when your name comes up, it just says Isa Watson. It doesn't say founder. It doesn't say any of the amazing things you've done. You've done. It just says reliable, creative weirdo. If you could possess the ability to hear what other people were thinking, would you do it? No, probably not. Mostly because yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And I think that we care too much about what other people think. I think the people that I respect the most are the ones who share what's on their mind. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if that's not your vibe, I'm actually not going to worry about what you're thinking Yeah, or be concerned about it. Mm -hmm. And also, I just don't need more information to process and information I already to process (laughs) every day. It's so true. If you want to keep your thoughts to yourself, you got that, boo. Totally. I mean, it would be like an unedited podcast of someone else's brain. Right. (laughs) But I also think a lot of people, maybe not as much in New York, but I think just a lot of people are are not honest and not, Mm. not, they're kind of fake. I don't want to be in the know more than I need to be that someone's just like not showing up. Oh yeah. Like for instance, like I had a coworker, an employee once who worked for me and like he would like subtweet me 
about uh, like various things. Like what? I can't believe like, you know, yeah, he was something. And then I would like, I would have one-on-one next day. I'm like, you know, I just want to give you the floors or anything you want to talk to me about. He was like, no, no, things are great. And I'm oh like, my gosh. bro, I saw you subtweeting me yesterday. Yeah. Like, okay. That's NG. Like, I don't, I don't need to hear his thoughts. And then like, you know, and so I, I think I'll be more frustrated by the lack of consistency of yes. people being open and honest. So nope. Wow. <laughs> um, did you ever go to him with the tweets and say, no, I, I just didn't feel like it was worth it. And quite frankly, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm very much like a, I'm like a man up type person and mm-hmm. that's what I respect. So if you have an issue with something I've done or said, man up and tell me. And if you don't, then that's on you. Like totally. I, I don't need to go fishing for more problems and, and more stuff. He can go be fake to somebody else. So at the top, you said that you do some shit talking. Do you ever do shit talking in the form of sub? tweeting should we be on the lookout my tweets i describe as shower thoughts <laughs> i don't feel like i subtweet specific instances mm. but like I'll, I'll like i'll talk shit about dc culture right sure but like maybe i had a situation where that like that made me think of it but like it was really more i tweeted it because i thought about it in a moment or i yeah. saw something on tv or I, like you know like I, it was something else going on about it totally so um I, I don't like to subtweet. I'm, I, like I said, my parents were very into the whole philosophy of if you're not going to say that to the person's face, don't yeah. stay behind their back. Yep. Don't switch up. If I have an issue with something, I'm going to say it to you, to your face. I'm not going to like subtweet you yep. or like be out here on these streets talking about you. My mom used to say not to say anything out loud that you wouldn't want printed on the front page of the newspaper. Started the conversation talking about sex toys. I know. So, I love I that. <laughs> That would honestly be a really attention-getting headline. If that was on the front page of the newspaper, I would probably, I'd probably read it. If you weren't doing what you do now professionally, what would you be doing? I would probably be like a, just like a full-time skier. That sounds like an amazing life. Like a skier and hiker. I would probably go, I would probably move to Aspen. Okay. Ski all the time during the winter, hike all the time during the summer. And then in terms of this being a profession, what are your thoughts on how that plays out? Are you like sponsored by Patagonia in this world? I just had a breakfast this morning with a very senior executive at Nike. Maybe Nike sponsors the first black skier hiker person. First of all, that sounds like an amazing life. And also that (laughs) sounds like something that would be very fun to tune into, especially if you in this world where you leave what you're doing now to go do that, I'd be particularly interested. Exactly. And then Nike is not like a sponsor, but you know, it's like, it's, it's all the other brands, right? And so yeah. um, the, the winter brand. So I don't know, maybe they should explain. Okay. I kind of love it. All right. I'm here for it. And I promise if we ever ski together, French fries only, no pizza pie. No pizza. <laughs> I said, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay. This episode of Non-Technical is still brought to you by the 2022 Community-Led Summit, the 100% free three-day virtual event for builders and leaders in community-led companies. Community-led means putting authenticity, relationships, and humanity back into how we do business. Hello, making business more authentic, more relationship-driven, more human. 
I think you can probably guess that's an approach I can get behind. And you know what else I can get behind? Cold hard facts. <laughs> so check this out. In the past two years, there's been a 22% increase in organizations with community teams. If your organization is just at the beginning of your community-led journey, you're not alone. And the 2022 Community-Led Summit is an ideal place to get started. You'll get to learn directly from organizations that are already committed and applying the principles. Register for free for the 2022 Community-Led Summit happening May 24th through May 26th at communityled.com slash summit. And we're back with Isa Watson, the founder and CEO of Squad. Isa Watson, we've arrived at a very exciting moment in this episode of Non-Technical. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. I love that you say you're ready. Many times people go, I don't know. I hope so. And you said, yes. Hell yeah. Okay. So the first question I usually ask in this lightning round, I think I already know the answer to because it's coffee or tea. Oh, tea. All day. I know. It's like, Mm -hmm. should I even ask that? Okay, how about this? Iced tea or hot tea? Hot tea. Hot tea, even when it's the summertime? I drink hot tea in the summer, yeah. I'm a weirdo like that. A creative, reliable weirdo, though. So we love that. Do you have a favorite board game? (laughs) I would probably say Scrabble. Ooh, are you a word person? Semi, but I'm mm-hmm. a nerdy word person. So I'll throw in there like tetrahydrocyclododecane. Like, sure. Like, you know, like from yeah. itself, <laughs> but like stuff that people don't know, like, you know? Yeah, that's, I mean, that seems like a huge skill to be able to whip out in a game of Scrabble. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I, I see like there's like a puzzle, like there's like a lot of kind of strategy to it. And I play words with friends a lot. So that's why I actually thought. Ooh, Scrabble nice. Well. Yeah. That's awesome. When you make the bed, do you make it with a top sheet or no top sheet? Um, is that under the comforter? Yeah, like the flat sheet between the fitted and the and the duvet or the quilt. No, I don't have time for all that. Yeah. So it's just the fitted sheet and my, my comforter. Do you make the bed in the morning? Yeah, I do. Okay. Have you ever read a book twice? Mm-hmm. What's one that comes to mind? I definitely read all the Harry Potters mm-hmm. multiple times. I, I like to reread books to, like I read, I reread Dan Brown books mm. or even like The Cold Start Problem by Andrew Chen um, at A16. I reread oh, that book a few times. Yeah. Really? And that's that's a relatively recent book. That came out in 2021, right? I'm a weirdo like that. Yeah, I've reread Stacey Abrams' legal thriller when justice sleeps a few times because when i read like when i get really into it i finish a book in a day like i like yeah yeah yeah. i'm a very fast reader so Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i gotta read that again (laughs) that's awesome okay i actually haven't read andrew chen's book but maybe i'll pick it up because that sounds great i love a book that makes you read it do you know what i mean where you're like Mm -hmm. oh i could do xyz but i really i want to go sit down and read Mm -hmm. love that do you have a single go-to pump-up song? And this is a song that I play in Alexa like every day. It's called Yucky Blucky Fruitcake by I Am Dochi. There's one line in it that I love, but I love also that, that like it's upbeat and then mm-hmm. it has like a slow part, Ooh. right? And so it just captures like the entirety of like moods that I can like experience. That's awesome. Day. So it's like a random song, but yeah, that's one of those. That's great. Okay, I'm definitely gonna go check that out. I said, this is my final question for you. What would you title your memoir? Unboxed. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. Unboxed. I find that people try to box me so much. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're actually so chill and relatable, but you're you're a chemist and you went to MIT and you like have all these awards. Oh, but you can, you like were a very senior corporate America and then like you, you're like a founder. Oh, like people, like I'm all this 
and as opposed mm -hmm. to or, you mm -hmm. know, and I don't when people try to put me in a box, it makes it very hard for me to actually really show up or for them to actually experience the truth of me. Yeah. And so I believe that we should unbox other people as well. Absolutely. And like, I'm going to tell a story about being unboxed and not like being in that box, like get me out of there. Yeah, that, that would be the title. But not that box. I love that. I said bust out of that box and write that book because I will be first in line to buy it. That sounds amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on Non-Technical. Thanks for having me, Alexis. I'm glad we made it work. I know, me too. Where can people find more about you? They can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm actually newly on TikTok. On Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Isa D as in Diane Watson. On TikTok, I'm Isa D Watson underscore BK, like Brooklyn. And for, for anything squat related, everywhere is with your squad. Amazing. Okay, cool. Highly recommend folks check that out. And if you want to find me, you can find me at Yay Alexis Gay on Twitter and Instagram and technically TikTok and non-technical pod on Twitter. I said one more time, this is such a treat. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yay. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 